Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys. Hey queens. Happy Monday. Happy August. I feel like I say this every week and we talk about this, but why does time feel like it's going by so um, fast? August slipped away. A moment in time. <laughs> Literally. Never mind. And speaking of which, we did just go to Taylor uh, Swift last week. So. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Great transition. Like, that is our update basically that Taylor Swift was truly just everything and more and truly. we're trying to go again in Paris next May. Oh, by the way, um, I forgot to tell you but some girl already asked me about that or like some girl put it on her story. She's so cute. She's from, she's an LA girly and she was like I'm trying to go in Paris and I was like, "Wait, so are me and Alyssa." Oh, and she was like, "Oh my Wait, gosh. Go." Okay, down. So down. <laughs> you don't have to ask me twice to go to Paris. So I know. Yeah, um, it was so amazing. Like, it was just more than I like what I expected. I I expected it to be absolutely amazing, and it just blew my mind. Like, I don't I'm understand so how she she just straight up like performs three hours in a row, like, like, like nothing. Like, she wasn't even like out of breath at all. No, <laughs> like it's, it's insane. It's insane. We went to the last night of her U.S. tour where she announced 1989 TV and where all the tea with Carly Kloss happened. So iconic. Literally. <laughs> but it was so good. Uh, she is amazing, truly. I can't stop, can't stop like thinking I feel about like it. I obviously liked her before, but now I'm just like even more obsessed. Just <sighs> Thank God. Her, I'm so happy. Her art, just everything. Just like I just yeah, don't feel like is. there's any other artists out there like her she, who not. just truly put like their everything, like their soul, into yes. into it. Yes, the oh girls who get I it get it, and I'm sorry truly. if you don't. I I hope that you find. If you don't get it, I, I think. Just kidding. <laughs> I think <laughs> the tip. Scary. The tip is, like, go actually look at the lyrics. Like, look up, go to lyrics.com if that's still a thing. And, like, mm-hmm. truly, like, read some of the lyrics. And then I feel like you will start to get it. You you know what? Has it on Spotify? Like, if you scroll up, yeah. it has the lyrics. Yeah. But, like, too. when I'm listening to Spotify, I'm not reading lyrics. Like, you know, oh, like, yeah, like, like know. put them in front of your face. And, like, yeah, read yeah, it yeah. line by line and truly, like, process. Because, like... So I don't know. Yeah, I feel like if you don't like Taylor Swift, you should try again. (laughs) You try again and come back later and don't hate on women. Just kidding. That's aggressive. But uh, I just love her so much. Like truly art, once in a lifetime artist. She Okay, and then also I feel like if you take the Taylor Swift out of it and just look at the performance itself and just the art, like the artisticness of it and the production, like all of that, it was just literally amazing. And then she does three hours of it and goes through so many set changes. Like what? Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Like, it's just like she loves what she's doing. Yeah. So much. Like she's literally smiling throughout the whole thing. The whole in thing. Every single song. And like, ugh, 
she's just amazing i'm like getting goosebumps talking about it again and <laughs> i've had to like take all weekend to recover and i made andrew oh, watch all of my videos like that <laughs> night when we got back we were like laying in bed and i was like babe do you want to see my videos and he's like okay he had no idea what he was saying yes to and then we literally started from the beginning and we watched <laughs> every single video and i was like what babe i didn't even i didn't even like get all of the eras because some of them i forgot to record and i don't know my jaw and, was oh, on the floor <laughs> Yeah, and he loved them. He thought they're amazing. He's a Swifty. Like he quotes lyrics at me that I don't know, and he's like, "Babe," and I'm like, (laughs) "I'm like, how do you know that?" So he's definitely a Swifty. He was like, "When is she coming back?" And I was like, "Babe," she's like, "Not really." Like that was the end. I mean, she's going to like the East Coast again, and he's like, "Okay," like I'll have to take you to her next one. And I was like. Well, her next one is in Paris. Like we could go see her in Paris, and she and he's like, "How much is that trip gonna cost me?" (laughs) (laughs) And it's like right after your wedding, honestly. I know. It's I'm like it's okay. So if she ever like tours again in the future, like he definitely wants to go. So yeah yeah that'll be fun. But yeah, so it was truly amazing. And if you got to experience her Eras tour, you know exactly what we're talking about. And if you didn't, stay tuned for the documentary and watch that with like the music volume turned all the way up. And then maybe you'll experience the slightest thing like what we did. You know what I mean? <laughs> but also manifesting that you guys get to experience it because it's so yeah. worth it. Truly, truly, yes. truly. If you get a chance to, you definitely should. But now she's on the international part. So yeah. if you're going internationally and you see her or when she comes back or when she goes to Canada, like go see her. So yes so good literally so good so okay anyway yeah that literally that did take like the whole week for me to recover too because we went on Wednesday and then I feel like Thursday I was just out for the whole day Wednesday or Friday don't know what I did literally didn't do anything yesterday and same for today so (laughs) yeah no literally I finally feel rested same I'm like okay so yeah, thank goodness we saw her Wednesday and had all the way to recover for Monday. So <laughs> I know. So Truly. yeah, that's that's what we've been up to. Um, we can dive into influences of the week. What is currently influencing you besides Taylor Swift? Obviously, okay. I have a not influence and an influence. My not influence is I almost had Laneige lip mask 2.0. If you guys know, you know. <laughs> um I had an insane reaction to that lip product so I am I have PTSD from it but I like tried out I was doing unboxings which were so overdue but I was doing some unboxings and I got this Dennis Gross lip and it's like this new lip injection product I put it on and I got this immediate rash around my lips and I was freaking out because I thought I was about to have Laneige mask 2.0 um so that was really insane however it did work I mean I feel like if you don't have sensitive skin maybe maybe it does really work for you because I did see my lips grow like at least like one to two sizes and I was like oh my god slay and then I got a rash so (laughs) try it out if you don't have sensitive lips slash skin (laughs) but yeah so that's my not influence and then my influence is I guess literally an hour before this I was kind of like going through my photos before or from last year from fall and I just like missed all my color blocking moments with hats so 
I ordered three new colors of like those MLB hats that we wear all the time. I got a yellow. Cute. I was so excited for that one. And then I got a light, lighter pink and then another green because I lost my green one at New York Fashion Week and that was really sad. Oh so. my gosh. I remember that. I know. Like it was just not in my hand all of a sudden. I think it, I think I accidentally dropped it somewhere in New York. In Times Square. In Times so Square. So <laughs> refresh on those. Cute. Kind of transitioning into fall fashion, but also I wear them year-round. So, yeah, that's mine. What about Love you? that. I feel like I didn't used to be one of those girlies, but now I am absolutely one of those girlies where I'm so excited for fall fashion, like mm-hmm. ready to skip over the end of summer and dive right into fall. Like I feel like people are starting to post those memes or just funny videos where it's like don't rush through summer or don't make summer end mm-hmm. all those videos and I'm just like I am that person who is like <laughs> we're rushing this so I'm just excited for fall fashion in general I feel like I don't know why it's my favorite for sure my favorite season to style I just feel like it's so fun to layer and add mm. more pieces and yeah, I'm just so freaking excited. I was trying to think like if I need any more baseball hats, but I feel like I I have all of mine. I have black, white, beige, brown. Yeah, gray. Oh, I do have a gray one. Yeah. yeah. So I have my neutral baseball hats on lock. So <laughs> on we're good there. Deck. Yeah. We're good there. Um, but yeah, I just seriously can't wait. And I feel like my explore page is starting to be filled with fall fashion so I've been saving a bunch of inspo especially for our upcoming trips for New York and for Europe for Italy and Paris Mm. I'm so excited so yeah just all things fall fashion so ready yeah I will say like summer and spring is my favorite but fashion wise I do really love fall but it's hard because I just like love the summer months yeah not me (laughs) like I just like I get I literally do get seasonal depression so I'm like okay (laughs) like I just can't when it's I'm about to bloom I'm about to thrive I'm about to be that queen in my favorite season so I can't wait and then especially being in Paris in the fall oh yeah I'm so excited for that so freaking excited so yeah that's my current influence so Okay, guys, this week we wanted to do a Q&A episode. We put up a question box on our stories last week, and you guys submitted some really good questions. So we compiled them, and we're just going to go through them. There's some really, really good questions, so thank you guys for submitting them. We really appreciate it. And I just feel like if you have a question, someone else probably has a very similar question too. So it by asking a question, Mm -hmm. it kind of helps the community. So... We kind of put the more fun, lighthearted ones at the top, and we'll just go through those really quick. And then we have, we'll dive into the more, you know, content creator, influencer um, topic questions. Mm-hmm. So, okay, first question is What was each of your favorite eras at the Taylor concert? Mine was Evermore and Reputation Sets. So, what was your favorite? Mine was 100% Reputation. 
hundred percent. Oh my like, gosh, me but too. Also love it was folklore. so good. Reputation's just so high energy, and like me and Josh were talking about this. Like, I feel like you can tell that's her favorite one to perform to because she's so in it. And Reputation's just—I keep saying this, but my biggest regret in life is literally not going to rep tour. I am so sad that I didn't go to that. But it was, like, in the middle of when I was in college, so I wasn't really thinking about it. But, yeah, reputation for sure. Same. Like, it was – I feel like my jaw was on the floor the whole time. Yeah, I know. The whole time. I was, I was telling, like, are you kidding me? I was telling Josh about the, the video you have of are you ready for it? And, unfortunately, me and Mallory are screaming, screaming. the entire time when you cannot even hear – Taylor singing <laughs> is so I was showing Andrew that video and it's so funny because you could so just hear you guys like screaming at the top of your lungs and he was just laughing so oh hard God, but I, I was like babe video. I was like that was the vibe like it literally was like not holding back at all like Danielle's arms flailing everywhere like thank god I I didn't get smacked in the face or something left and right just yeah that was the fight but it was so 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 good just like the energy in the stadium the lights the theatrics the like all just like her stage lighting and the graphics and everything just goes so well dancers yes and the costumes like Mm. so good so yeah that was literally amazing don't again don't know how she does it but she does it and she did it it so many times like i don't know how but okay yeah so good okay so good next question is favorite location you've ever traveled to okay mine is cappadocia i think which is so i mean obviously it's hard to say but I've realized I just I don't know that was such a dreamy place and it wasn't like anywhere I've ever been there wasn't a lot to do there and you could really only go there for like three days but I think it was the coolest but aesthetic wise Paris obviously yeah I feel like mine's what definitely Paris I'm, yeah shocker know, that's like not even a question for Alyssa. it's just like I feel like it sounds so cliche because everyone says Paris, but I truly like my soul just like lights up and I swear in another life, like I lived in Paris. Like I literally know the streets and the roads. Like I feel like I live there and like I feel like at home when I'm there. Like I have my favorite spots, my favorite foods, like my shoot spots, like literally everything that I do in California, I do the same thing when I'm in Paris, but it's obviously (laughs) better because it's in Paris. So Andrew knows if we ever broke up, ever, ever, I straight up would move to Paris for like a month or two. Like he knows this. And he he's already offered to like watch the dogs while I'm gone. So wait, wait, while you break up. Yeah. I yeah. am screaming. Yeah, so we have that figured out. So uh, <laughs> maybe you could do it like while you're still together too. Oh yeah, well I, I already do that. So we True. we already do that. But like I would go there for a full month straight. Like I would go live the Parisian life. But yeah, I just love Paris so much. It's the most magical place ever. So yeah. yeah. Okay, next one is favorite songs at the moment. 
Okay, unfortunately, like, I feel like this entire podcast episode is going to be about Taylor Swift, (laughs) so I'm so sorry. I've seen so many TikToks about how Swifties are literally insufferable right now, and it's, like, really true. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. Wait, do you have one on hand? Um, Okay, yeah, I have one off the top of my mind. If you don't know, I love country music, and I feel like... I talk about that on the pod a lot, but I don't really talk about it anywhere else because it's like I'm not randomly posting about random country music. So I feel like right now the song um, Fast Car by Luke Combs, like I Mm, just literally have it on repeat. It's so good. And his newest album, I literally on like Saturday mornings, I like play that while I'm like cleaning the house and drinking my matcha and just like organizing things like that's the album that I have and then also love like Morgan Wallen's new album as well too there's so many good songs on that one and then Kelsey Ballerini Queen I forgot to tell you if I was I forgot if I told you this but I am currently a Kelsey Ballerini stan and I'm like uh, really excited about it I can't remember if I told you that but rolling up the love her is literally the best like I can't like all of those okay songs but you are also incredible okay but also everyone needs to go listen to her older albums like they yeah, are I you so that. I to do that. good and I just feel like obviously she's like starting to grow now and get like more hype but like truly mm-hmm. her older albums are just so good so okay, good that's, that's love her so yeah cue. i just yeah i love country music so those are the go-to songs right now love yeah. that okay um for me i literally i'm all over the place i have so many like i feel like right now sabrina carpenter is all over my for you page and she's so freaking cute and so good and talented i feel like she's gonna be the next pop star that's like huge so I'm trying to get into her, but I really love the song Nonsense. Obviously, that's like her number one song right now. It's like everywhere. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I'm obsessed with Renee Rapp. If anyone else is too, DM me so we can talk about her. Love Snow Angel and her new album is going to come out soon. But other than that, I've literally been obsessively listening to Taylor Swift. It's like honestly annoying and I'm... I'm done bringing her up after this. So sorry. I'm <laughs> I just okay, like last thing on Taylor Swift. I feel like after you go to a concert, no matter who it is, like you just have so much more appreciation and yeah. like passion for the music. So then when you go home and listen to it, it's like the songs have like a whole new meaning yeah, behind like you them after songs, you've seen like, them live. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I feel like that's yeah. the vibe. But okay. That is the vibe. Next question is fall trend predictions. I feel like I've randomly seen a few things that are sticking out to me. I feel like denim mini skirts are Mm. everywhere. I forgot to send you. I need to send you this picture. But I saw this picture on someone's stories and it was the it was a Jacquemus denim mini skirt and it's so freaking cute and Ooh, i have one like hearted right now from i think it's from Mus- moschino and it's cute. really cute it's on revolve yeah and then i just got my attica one. Oh yeah and so i just got another one in too and i'm so excited to style them so i feel like denim mini skirts and then i also feel like cuffed denim so like baggy denim but then you cuff the bottom as if they're like too long 
You know what I mean? Have you seen that? That's currently every single pair of denim that I own. So that's great. Yeah, I feel like. But I feel like I've been seeing that. Mm -hmm. So denim's like having a moment again. It's always having a moment. But like for fall, like for sure, layering on the denim. I feel like my favorite like denim looks right now are like the extreme baggy denim, but you tie Mm -hmm. it with like a shoelace, like or just like a belt. I think extremely baggy denim and then cinching it in with something but I really love the like it's not like a shoelace but like kind, it kind of is like yeah just like a, yeah or like even a ribbon I feel like that's super cute um and I ballet feel like flats for sure I was gonna say still. that like I feel like ballet core is still gonna come in and I I feel like I've seen so many cute ballet flats and like takes on the trend like there's like very edgy ones I love the lace-up I was, like, randomly on the Jacquemus website today. Oh, it's because I saw that skirt on Instagram. So then I went to look at – I just like to look at designers, like, new arrivals just to see what's trending and what's Mm -hmm. out. And, like, Jacquemus even had, like, like a bunch of variations of ballet flats that I thought was so interesting. It's, like, so interesting. I feel like it it tried to have a moment last fall, and, like, it was kind of there, kind of not – and then now this it's year, coming I feel back like it's like really hard. strong. Um, so yeah, I feel like that and just like layering, layering, layering. I don't, I haven't honestly done my research yet, but those are the things I'm like currently noticing just by like looking at new arrivals and things like that. Ballet flats, Ooh. super, super baggy denim and like jorts, like the jean, they call it I jorts. Can. I love that. I love like the really big shorts, like long shorts. Unfortunately, I feel like I do not like that one. Like, <laughs> not the vibe I for think me. It looks cool. Yeah, but yeah. I think when girls like style them really, really well, it looks good. But like for me, on me personally, it's a no. It has to be styled really well for me because I'm short. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then last fun one. What shops are you loving right now? Honestly, I've been shopping on my Teresa a lot. I, I what have I been buying? Okay, hold on. I lo- I have said this before like in the pe- the previous episodes, but like free people right now, I don't know what it is. I feel like they have such good pieces right now, especially for like a fall transition. Really good really good things with like bows like they have this bolero that I just ordered it has like bows all over it it's not too girly and it's not too it's I don't know they have really really good stuff right now so I feel like free people for me um and like I feel like I've been on my Teresa a lot so those those two I guess for me what about you I feel like for me I am such a revolve girly I love Mm -hmm. like they have just such a good selection like price prints all over the place like so many different styles I don't know I feel like I couch myself on Revolve daily and then yeah I feel like I for some reason am never drawn to my Teresa like I always forget to look there like I feel like my go-to is like forward or farfetch honestly farfetch does I forget I don't know why I've been in such a my Teresa vibe but like farfetch always has a real like a bigger selection so I like forgot about that one (laughs) um and then I'm trying to think I just like 
I don't know. I feel like I love the brands that small boutiques carry. Like there's this brand, it's called, I think it's called Beige Botany or something like that. Beige something. It's like Mm -hmm. a wholesale brand that the small boutiques buy. Mm -hmm. And they always have like such cute stuff. Like whenever I order something from a boutique, I never know like what the brand is until I get it. And then I get it and it's like usually Beige Botany, I think. So I really love them. So like... I feel like I always like shop Luna B like drops new arrivals every Tuesday and I'm obsessed. They have me like wrapped around their freaking finger like every Tuesday. I am like, what is new? What is coming? Um, So I feel like they have such a good strategy with that. And then there's another small business that's based out of San Diego. It's called Shop Thread and Bloom. Um, She has a really good selection too. So I don't know. I kind of love seeing what like the small boutiques have as well. So I feel like that's kind of where I look for the most part, but yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, let's dive into the more influencer-related questions now. This one was such a good question. So this one is, what do you do if you are on a budget and buying new outfits every month just isn't an option? And this one was submitted by Dominique. Yeah, honestly, I feel like this is everyone's struggle starting out. Yeah. Definitely. Like, it's literally everyone's struggle. I think for me, I really tried reaching out to brands, like, as much as I possibly could. Um, That, I feel like shopping secondhand, whether it's Poshmark, Detour, thrift stores, is really good. And, like, if you need to buy something and return it, like, whatever people do that okay people and they do don't that. talk about it and they freaking do it yeah so, so I feel like those three things is what I yeah do. I feel like too is like building your capsule wardrobe so mm-hmm. making making sure you have your basics because I feel like when you have your basic like you know your black blazer or your blue jeans or your white button down like there's so many ways to mix and match and kind of create mm-hmm. outfits with other pieces here and there so definitely I, I did that and then I think always like looking for a sale I, I would never buy anything full price ever Same. because I worked at the mall and so I would always see the sales and like there are always sales so it was like to me like there was no point in buying something full price unless it was urgent and I needed it and like couldn't wait or something for some reason so Yeah, and then definitely gifting, like, when you're starting out, just, like, reaching out to as many brands as possible to see if you can get any gifting in. That really, really helps a lot. Yeah, and, like, email PR brands because PR brands love gifting, and they have a lot of brands on Mm -hmm. their roster who are probably interested in gifting. So try that. Um, And, yeah, also accessories, of course, like hats, different ways you can wear things, different shoes, things like that. Yeah, we talked about it um, in a different episode, but about just consistency. So it's like even if you're wearing the same pair of jeans, like that's definitely not a bad thing. People love consistency and especially I feel like denim is doing really well right now. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I feel like denim is starting to have a moment. So it's like it's not a bad thing to like style jeans or whatever that piece is for you multiple ways like there's so so many ways you know sweaters tank tops blazers like literally you can style jeans with anything so I feel like that's kind of a good place to start Mm -hmm. on top of all the other things we kind of suggested so 
Yeah, and and just knowing that everybody goes through this. Like we definitely at the beginning were like, how do you do this? How do you get a new outfit to post in, you know, every single post? Like, yeah, it's hard for sure. So gifting and just like doing what you can, you know? Okay, next question is, what are your thoughts on getting a high quality camera or using your iPhone for vlogs? I feel like I don't really vlog anymore, so what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like it's definitely a personal preference because the cameras on the iPhones are I'm not going to say good because they're frustrating, but they are but the quality is so much better than they used yeah. to be, if that makes sense. So it's like if you don't have a camera, you can totally get away with vlogging on your iPhone and I will say I do think the audio is a little better on iPhone um for the camera the quality is like really really good and crisp and clear obviously because the cameras are really good but I do feel like the audio is a little more like there's a lot more background noise because it's picking up so much if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in terms of high quality camera, you don't need anything crazy. Like I use the Canon G7X for vlogging and I feel like that's fine. Like you don't need anything crazier than that, I feel like. Um, But if you don't have that and you don't want to spend the $600 or whatever it costs now because they're in such demand. Seven. Oh my gosh. What did we get ours for? Like five? Five. (laughs) so crazy yeah Um, and I did like a financing plan too so you can always do that yeah um I feel like the iPhone is totally fine just be careful recording because I remember I recorded an entire vlog in 4k and when I went to edit it in the software I think I used Premiere Pro it literally would not read the files and I had to convert everything to something else which is really annoying so mm. just be careful and look up your settings for that but honestly i feel like you so could what is your do either um, is hc60 or whatever yeah 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 so honestly i feel like it's perfect personal preference for sure i know some people prefer the professional camera um i feel like my most recent vlogs have been my camera but the ones like last year before the Canon came back with popularity were my iPhone. So, yeah. I don't know if that answered the question. But yeah, either way, I feel like you're good. If you want to try the camera, try it. If, if you don't want to or you don't want to send that money, your iPhone is totally fine. I think yeah, the like most important thing is to just do it. You know, just start. Yeah, just do see it. If you and like then, it. See if yeah. you get a following or like start start to even build a following and then maybe you can invest in a camera that can be a business write-off so exactly but yeah yeah, i love the love the um canon right now for photos too Mm -hmm. they're literally my favorite so they're such a fun like moment yeah uh yeah okay cool next question is when did you know to get management did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you and this one was submitted by amber Thanks for submitting a question, Amber. (laughs) Um, I feel like you'll know when you need management, when you start feeling really overwhelmed and you start feeling like, for me, it was, I, I would get anxiety if I wasn't constantly pitching 
and I felt yeah. like I couldn't do anything else with my day. And so it really made sense to get management because it's like I could not be in my inbox or I could trust management to do all my pitching, which literally took so much off my plate. And I felt like it was just so nice creating content and knowing that they had the admin, a lot of the admin things on their plate. So I feel like you'll know when it reaches that point and mm-hmm. it can go either way. You can reach out to them or they can reach out to you. I think in our case, I think they reached out to us and it was just like a great timing situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like, like you said, when it becomes just too overwhelming or you're missing things, or maybe it's just not your favorite part of the job and you would rather mm-hmm. have someone else do that so that you can prioritize uh creating because I do feel like invoicing and contracts and like that back and forth takes up a lot of time like I would just spend days at my computer trying to do all that stuff and yeah yeah, it was overwhelming for sure obviously the most important thing is to make sure if you are looking for management that it's a good fit like don't think you need management to be taken seriously if that makes sense Like, I feel like sometimes girls Mm -hmm. rush to get management just to say they have management or whatever, but it's better to wait and find one that really fits you. So make sure like before you sign, like you're doing like, um, like an intro call with them and see how that goes. Like, do you like the vibes? Do you get along with them? You know, no, I feel like you should know what you're looking for in terms of management. Like, is communication really important to you? Like how long do they take to respond? Like how many brands are they pitching to you You to? Like can you submit your like a pitch list? Like just different questions to ask just to make sure you're aligned because I feel like unfortunately there are management teams out there that just mass onboard creators because they just want to have as many as possible and then literally nothing happens for you. Like you just kind of sit on their roster until like a brand picks you I guess and like I know I knew I did not like that vibe so for me I was looking for kind of a smaller more boutique agency where yeah they're you know showing a roster to brands but then also they're pitching me directly to brands that I want to work with so I just think it's like really important to do your due diligence and not just sign to sign if that makes sense You have to make sure it makes sense financially too. Like Mm -hmm. you're not bringing them every single deal because then then they're just taking 20%. So make sure that they're bringing you um, Mm -hmm. brand deals and you can even do a trial period and make sure that's the vibe. You can also look at their current roster and message girls and ask them about their experience as well. Yeah, I did that. I feel like that... Yeah, that's super helpful and like can give you a sense of like if it's good, if it's kind of questionable or just some red flags that maybe you need to think about. And if you're okay with them, then great. But if you're not, then that could be something to address in a call. Um, But yeah, I feel like I feel like it is really exciting, obviously, when a management team reaches out to you, but obviously proceed with caution and make sure you do your research and your due diligence and make sure it's a good fit because you don't want to get stuck in something that you're not happy with and I feel like that's another big thing lastly is like making sure if you leave the 
if you want to leave that it's they're fine with that because at the end of the day if it's not mutually beneficial and like you're not happy and they're not happy then you shouldn't they shouldn't be like oh well you can't work with anyone else for six months like that's just absolutely ridiculous in my opinion yeah like why do they care what care what you're doing after you leave their agency like that's just so weird to me so I feel like they shouldn't have anything like that in their contract as well so yeah and we have a whole episode on that if you want to listen to that one and we I feel like do a really deep dive on like Mm -hmm. pros and cons and all of that so yeah definitely our lessons because we've been with a couple agencies and the beginning ones were not so great so we talk about that in that episode so Yeah. yeah okay Next question is tips on balancing creative life with personal life. I literally can never put my phone down. This was from Mm -hmm. Chris Lynn. You know, it takes a lot of practice. I feel like because especially when this is your full-time job, it, the lines are blurred and I feel like it's kind of just, you figure it out as you go. I feel like for me, it took a lot of I don't know. I didn't really realize that the lines were so blurred until I went to therapy and I kind of worked through it there and I didn't really realize how it was affecting me until um, I talked about it in therapy. So ways that I balance it is like I there are certain times where I'm just like I'm going to put my phone away and like if I'm taking stories or whatever like I'm not going to upload until after it is what I'm doing Um, and that's especially with like family Um, I feel like I have like specific times where for me, it's just like, it's not creator time. It is, I'm in the moment, it's personal lifetime. And if I want to like upload stories, I'll do it after the fact. So I don't know. I feel like you kind of find the boundaries that you need to set with yourself. And if you don't know what those are, I feel like you should pay attention to how you're feeling in certain situations. Like if you're feeling anxious that you need to post or something in certain situations like maybe those are the times that you put your phone out or you put your phone up you know so yeah that really made sense save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But yeah, I feel like it's this is something I'm definitely still working on. I do think like whenever I'm like with family or people who are not in the influencer industry, whatever, like usually I don't have my phone out. I really try. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or post someone, you know, who doesn't want to be posted. And like most of my family is not on social media. Um, So I feel like family time and that kind of stuff, I definitely don't have my phone out. And then when it comes to stories, I feel like that's when I try to post later I feel like this kind of goes with the next question that we got to is how do you balance being in the moment with taking content and for me I've really found that I like to do more end of the day recaps 
That way I don't feel stressed in the moment about posting because I do like to, you know, somewhat curate what I'm posting and I feel like I just don't have the time to do that in the moment and I don't want to be glued to my phone while we're at an event or talking to people or eating or whatever it is. So I will just take my stories and then once we get back home from wherever, that's when I'll kind of go back through curate post what I want and then I feel like that has brought so much peace of mind for me because I would get stressed about posting in the moment and like you know because everyone's like oh post post in the moment blah 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 but like that just it just does not work for me and so I just I don't do that Mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm totally fine with that I like doing my recaps better that way I can see the overall content that I got and then kind of prioritize what I want to share versus like what's not that important or yeah. maybe in the moment I would have posted that but then when I go back and look I'm like oh I'm glad I didn't post that so that I can post this one because this one is way better so I like being able to kind of look and recap and not stress about posting like everything in the exact moment if that makes sense yeah I feel like we didn't used to do that like a year and a half ago I want to say and it really has just improved everything overall like mental space and the overall experience in the moment is it's just so different so yeah I feel like those are good boundaries to set with yourself but finding what that is like maybe you don't really care about your stories and you just like you take a photo and you post it like that is totally fine but mm-hmm. you have to find what works for you yeah because I feel like it's a constant struggle being in the moment and taking content at the same time especially like shooting in certain situations and you know that sort of thing um, I feel like also learning to let go of perfectionism is a huge one because I feel like I will allow myself to take like if we're out somewhere I will take I will do like five five shots and you know what cut off after that if you don't get it it wasn't meant to be like that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and not putting like so much pressure on yourself to like get the perfect shot when you should be like in the moment Mm -hmm. um but yeah I feel like you learn as you go and it's always kind of a struggle (laughs) yeah it's definitely always like I feel like on our minds and I feel like for the most part in terms of like events, we've pretty much found that balance that Mm -hmm. works, but I feel like definitely at home, it's a little harder. Like I feel like for me and Andrew, when we're at the dinner table, we have like a no phone policy. So like we don't even bring our phones to the dinner table. Um, Love that. If we're like discussing something or like talking, we like don't have our phones out Um, just to like kind of set some boundaries around that Mm -hmm. because we're both on our phones a lot for work so it's like we try to have that no phone time but then we also when we are working understand that that's part of our jobs so yeah I feel like that helps too is just like setting those times where you're like okay no phone like we're at the dinner table like we do not need our phones like let's be present let's eat our dinner together let's talk about our days or talk about whatever and I feel like that is a really good thing to do love that so yeah okay next one is okay we did balancing when did you when did influencing become your full-time job and have you ever worked in corporate um yes I feel like I this, go oh in, this one's from Izzy <laughs> yeah I feel like we go really into depth 
with this in the first episode but yes I worked in corporate um literally I was miserable but I worked in corporate for two years and I that is honestly what pushed me to do this full-time because I literally hated it I knew from I knew like I never wanted to work a nine-to-five job ever I didn't know that was an option though until Instagram came about honestly so that was the best thing of my life but so yeah I worked in corporate for two years I did marketing at an ad tech agency and then I went full-time with this in 2020 during COVID actually um and yeah I feel like I could have gone full-time honestly a lot sooner than I did but I was so scared I think girls are going full-time with this honestly like from the beginning um because the industry is so different than when we were doing it like you were not making money when we were doing this like 2019 2020 unless you had like 20k minimum no Mm -hmm. wait hold on honestly like 50k like 50k minimum um yeah no no no. I feel like 2018 was like 100k minimum and then 2019 it went to like 50k minimum (laughs) yeah and so I yeah so I quit my job around that time but yeah I think that's pretty much when I did what about you so for me when did influencing become full-time job so that I went full-time in 2019 in May I actually got laid off from my job at my sister's graduation stunning (laughs) um blessing in disguise I knew I knew it was coming so it was totally fine um and then have I ever worked in corporate I I've worked I would say retail so not necessarily corporate so I never went to like an office where I sat at a desk in front of a computer from nine to five but I did work retail um, and I started in college and just kind of stuck with it after as I kind of worked my way up and became a manager and then I unfortunately and that like really sucks because you like had to work weekends because those are the busy times and you had to work holidays because those were the busy times so that got exhausting and then I went into more of an outside sales role with a different company so that was like a little more like corporate but still not um and then they like onboarded a bunch of us and then literally ended up letting go of our entire training class which is so weird to me um and I was one of the last ones to get let go and I so I obviously knew it was coming because everyone else was getting let go and I was like this is so weird but whatever so yeah I started like building my Instagram on the side and going to events and stuff um and just like investing more into my business as opposed to their business and then once they let me go in May 2019 at my sister's graduation I literally got the call at her graduation um that's when I we when we went back home that's when I started this full-time because my fiance my now fiance is so supportive and he's like you should just give it a try like see what happens like I'll help you out and then if it's not something you like or it doesn't work out then you can just get another job like not a big deal so I was like okay so that's I feel like how I kind of went full-time with this and then ever since then I feel like when you don't have a backup plan like it's only plan a 
you really like hustle and work really hard for it because you want it so badly like there is no other option and I feel like that was my mindset like I was just so set on it working um because my fiance is self-employed and he works for himself so I like saw that I was like wow like he wakes up whenever he wants he sets his own hours like you know he makes decent money doing this like I could make more doing this than what I was making in retail which is so crazy like no one tells you that and it's like I was like slaving away at my retail hours like I don't know like it was just a crazy world but I'm again like you said so happy I found this and then it ended up working out because I remember when I was in retail like I had a lot of we would always like hire a lot of girls who were in college because it was just part-time and so like I would see these girls like talk about their friends who were on Instagram and they had like 10k and I was like oh my gosh like that would be so cool so that's when I started posting fashion and whatnot and it's actually really funny to look back on I used to work for Sunglass Hut and they had this program it was a social media ambassador program and like I applied I think I can't remember if I was still in college or not but this was when I was still in Arizona I applied and I got into it and I thought it was the coolest thing like I if you are bored one day and you scroll down in my feed it's still up like I would post like like flat lays of sunglasses and I would take photos That's of so myself cute. in the store like Wait, so styling would you, would you get it for sun. free or like was it just a discount no they didn't like I don't think they gave us product necessarily I can't remember but like we could like borrow the product and like take it out That's and shoot funny. content <laughs> I know right now I know better but yeah. I mean obviously I think I think they would gift us but I I truly can't remember because like when I was working with Sunglass Hut anyway like every year you would get a free pair on your anniversary so that was really nice and then they'd have employee sales where it was like 50% off so that was also really nice so yeah I had a lot of sunglasses I still have a lot of sunglasses Um, that's where my love of sunglasses have came from and maybe one day I'll show you guys that collection on Instagram because I looked at it the other day when we moved and it's insane it's crazy so yeah that's my story I went full-time in 2019 and never looked back and hustled my little booty to make it work and here we are (laughs) I just love like freelancing and working for yourself there's no ceiling there's no cap you it, it there's unlimited potential and I love that mm-hmm. so much because there is a cap for your nine to five unless you yeah really it was so crazy like yeah you hard. can make commissions and like yeah but there's, there's still kind of a cap a there cap that someone like makes for you which yeah. is fine and some people prioritize security so you kind of have to think about your priorities like my priority was literally freedom it was not even money it was just I want to have my own schedule that was the worst thing of my life working nine to five I hated that someone also my schedule it was harder before COVID too because it was less normal to not be in the office because like everybody was was in an office from home so now that I feel like we're post-COVID, it's a lot easier that's true. to, you know, not be in an office. But just that's yeah. when we were going through this. So yeah, yeah even the past couple of years, point. things have really, really changed. 
But I do feel like if this is something you want to do full time, there are so many streams of income that you could tap into where if you're not making that much on Instagram yet, like you can totally get there and like work on other things Mm -hmm. on the side as well. Even if you get a part time job at a coffee shop a couple days a week, like it depends like how bad you want it and if this is the lifestyle for you like you said some people want stability some people want that paycheck every two Mm -hmm. weeks and like if you're that person then it's really good that you know that about yourself because I feel like we know girls who wanted to do this full-time tried it and they were just not okay and very uncomfy with Mm -hmm. the unstable income aspect of it and it's better if you know yourself and know what you need and prefer but if you want this like there are just so many ways to make it happen and even post-covid I feel like there are just so many more ways now so it's definitely doable if this is what you want you know yeah definitely so Okay, that was, I feel like, a good question. Okay, Mm -hmm. next one is thoughts on brands not paying and girls accepting gifting collabs from Nina. Mm. First of all, thoughts on brands not paying gives me the ick. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard because, okay, obviously, if you're accepting gifting, it's kind of harming... (laughs) I don't want to be dramatic and say it's harming the industry, but But it it is is hard because (laughs) then brands think that they can get away with, you know, not paying girls and um, keep that cycle going. But if you're just starting out, that's like kind of a different story. But if you're kind of further along, you know, and you're accepting gifting, it is kind of harming industry because brands think that they can get away with it and have low budgets and as a collective we are really trying to push for creators to be paid what they deserve and what we're working for and because they are we are saving brands a lot of money and we are literally reaching their direct target audience where they're not having to go through um paying for ads and paying for a whole setup for a photo shoot and paying models and all of that so good it's fine if you're starting out but you know if you're further along it helps industry as a collective if you are not accepting paid even though it's hard yeah sometimes I feel like it's like I don't know for me I feel like sometimes it's like case by case basis like yeah, you have to know, I don't know. if a I brand like has a budget yes. in general or if they don't. Right. Like, if you know brands are paying girls because mm-hmm. you, you're friends or whatever, then hold out, obviously, because you know they pay. So it's like if you take gifting, they know you'll take gifting, so they're not going to pay you. And I feel like we do kind of see a lot of that on Instagram where girls are just accepting so much gifting. And, like, yeah, it's really amazing brands, like, really cool – But then brands are going to be like, oh, well, this girl is going to just post every single time we gift her. Why would we pay her? And then it's like we're really selective and we try to say no to gifting, especially if we know that they'll pay. And then we have gotten paid partnerships with certain brands. And then people ask us like, oh, my gosh, how did you get paid? Like, how did they pay you? You know, and I feel like it's kind of that mindset where we're like, Yes, it's nice we say, you know, give extra love to brands here and there, but if you're ser- if you like if you're posting every single time they gift you, 
they're just not going to pay you because they know that you're going to post. And like, I feel like you've kind of created that cycle with them. So in order to get paid, you have to know when to draw that line. And again, you kind of learn that with experience, you know, when you see, okay, these girls are getting paid, like she put ad there. So she got paid. So like I should try to get paid. And like, you know, sometimes I feel like sometimes too, it's hard to tell, but I do feel like some brands are genuine when they're like, oh, you know, we don't really have anything right now, but we can gift you. And then down the road when we have more paid partnerships, we'd love to, you know, potentially partner together. Like I give brands, if it's a brand that I really love, number one, a brand that I know will pay, number two, I will give them one shot. Like, okay, I will take this gifting and I will maybe post stories, you know? And then if I like don't get the paid one after that, then that's that. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to come up with a system in your own head, like what makes you feel okay and what's, what can you justify knowing? And if it's a brand you really love or if it's not a brand that you really care for, like, I don't know. I do just, I feel like you have to be selective because if a brand knows every time they send you a new launch, you're going to post it, they're never going to pay you. And that's just how it is. Cause they know why would they? Exactly. So yeah, I feel like it's hard for sure, but I don't, I truly don't think it's, it hurts if it's one time you want to build the relationship, you show the brand like, hey, like showed you some love, shouted you out, here's some organic stuff. And then if it doesn't come through, then like, that's that, you know, not continuously doing it. But yeah, that's a tough one for sure. Mm -hmm. But okay. Next question is favorite jewelry brands fashion and fine jewelry okay honestly when I think about it I'm I'm kind of lost in this department like I need to discover more brands and I need to have more staples I feel like unfortunately I lose literally all my jewelry Mm. within a year unless it's really really nice um so I have lost every single piece of my <laughs> daily jewelry from last year. I mean, it's it's somewhere. I just like fell off from wearing it. So I don't have a favorite right now, honestly. I'm kind of trying to rediscover. So what about you? Love that. Okay. So I feel like my number one go-to is Erin Fader mm-hmm. jewelry. If you guys don't know, she designed my engagement ring and she has a lot so of special. really good pieces um she just launched those Bottega dupe earrings if you guys saw I posted a bunch about them I'm obsessed and they're not heavy which is so nice and they're just such a good staple to have I feel like and she just has really good quality jewelry she has like some of it's like pretty affordable and some of it is a little higher priced but I feel like that just reflects quality Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm in my good quality jewelry era not in the not in the jewelry that like turns your fingers green (laughs) era so investing into like actual pieces like staple pieces and then another brand that I really like that's super high-end because I'm pretty sure it's I think it's all gold filled for the most part is this brand it's called Uji um I got that like heart pendant 
from them oh, and yeah. I'm obsessed and it's high quality and you're supposed to be able to get it wet and like it's not going to tarnish and it'll last a really long time. So I feel like I love that. And then another earring place that I love is Eclatant. There's like three staple earrings I have Very from them cute. that I love, love, love. And then also I have some random pieces from Goryana that I'm obsessed with and I feel like they have a really good policy where if it breaks they will just replace it like you just go in and they'll replace it so that's really nice um but yeah off the top of those are like off the top of my head my go-tos I need to like restock truly I don't know what happened to my um what was that one you really liked um we went to like a launch event um, and it's like really like icy jewelry, gold. Why can I not think of? Oh my gosh! And they would send you Wait, PR packages. Wait, and like... Sunstone? No, they're cutie. They're oh. from SD. Oh. Okay, that I know what you're talking about. So cute, but like they keep, <laughs> they keep like put okay this honestly goes back to the um oh are you trying to get paid yeah and they keep saying kickstart the relationship and like oh however like i'm not like super posting them but i'm actually giving them one more chance (laughs) because but because their jewelry isn't necessarily that extremely high end where i'm gonna wear it every day but they have really cute pieces why can I not think of the name of this brand? Like, I'm not going to say... Like, I'll say... Okay. I'll DM me if you want to know the brand because <laughs> I don't want to say it and then, like, then I'm obsessed with it or I don't want to say it and then I hate them, you know? So, um, they're not considered my favorite, but, like, they have really cute pieces. I just feel like you used to wear it a lot, so that's why I said that. I know, that. I did. It's just, like, I have a hard time with if I can't wear it in the shower... Yeah. Then I yeah. stop wearing it and I'll lose it. So like I need that extremely like the nice jewelry yeah. or I'm literally just going to lose it. So I'm trying to build my stack again. I gotcha. always love pearls because I feel like those never tarnish. And so I have like my pearl faves that I always wear. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember where they're from though at this point. So yeah. Love that. And then I feel like for fine, I don't know if this would be considered fine, but Cartier... I feel like yeah, that's see, fine. Yeah, see, I've never, like, I never take off my fine, or my yeah. ring from them. I'm still obsessed, still love. Same. Like, so worth it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that's kind also, of the I love my lineup. permanent bracelet. Like, do you still have yours on? <gasps> yeah, I have two. I honestly love, you have two. I honestly would get a, another one because I am just so happy with it. So, we got permanent bracelets I think the brand was called Love Weld and yeah that one was really good so I got my second one at the Vici Dolls event and unfortunately that one has started to tarnish really and lose its shine like I feel like you can literally tell like this is the Love one Love Weld one and this was the Vici one the Love Weld one was so good like mine is still perfect and I put self tanner over it like yeah 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 everything obviously you can't take it off it's just so perfect like I would actually I would buy more truly yeah amazing okay 
Next one is best brand experiences you've had. And this one is from Emma. I feel like any brand that just values creators and pays them and works on like a reoccurring basis so like shout out PacSun love you PacSun shout out PacSun I've had I really like working with Hello Molly in the past um who else honestly I feel like whatever brands like we post and work with it's because we genuinely love them and we say no to like a lot of stuff and we only really try to like do sponsored posts with brands we genuinely love because it's I feel like honestly at this point it's weird to post something that you don't love um -hmm. I don't know it just comes off weird vibes so I'm trying to think like we were working with Abercrombie, but it's hasn't been for a minute. Um, trying to think what else. I don't know. I'm like blinking. I know. Me too. TBD on that, but I just yeah. I think I love like anything that's reoccurring. Or even if it's not reoccurring and it's just like a brand you genuinely love and then they pay you. So like I feel like example like House of CB, like stunning, would Mm -hmm. buy those dresses myself. I'm obsessed. And then to get paid is just really cool. Um, So love that. So yeah, any brands like that, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Really manifesting like... um you know, brand trips or staying with a brand for events, things like that. Yeah. That is still in the works. So <laughs> manifesting. Yeah. I feel like that's like kind of like next step is like when a brand like invites you to something like that, I feel like you truly, like they truly value you as a creator and like their relationship yeah. with you. So yeah, love that mm-hmm. too. Um, okay. Next one is, has there ever been a brand you worked with where you hated the products when they arrived okay well this just happened to me (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but that was just pr there hasn't been i haven't had an experience in a paid capacity where i was sent product and hated it have you i'm trying to think so like recently i uh, I'm still currently in the process of working with this brand and it was kind of like really rushed at the beginning and I sent my selects and they were like, unfortunately, all of your selects are sold out. And I was like, "Mm, but they're still in stock on the website. I'm confused. And so they ended up sending me like three different red pieces. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but like, I cannot post in this. Like I don't (laughs) post red, like there's no red on my feed. So they ended up like just apologizing and like being like so sorry like can you pick out a few more things from the website um and we'll kind of like shift the campaign to something else and then I was able to submit my concepts and then they really liked them and then I was able to pick pieces that would fit the concepts so the brand was like really flexible and nice so I feel like that was really great um I can't really think if there's been anything else truly I feel like a lot of the brands that we work with now we've used or had the products before so it's like we kind of know and it's not like we're just taking on a random 
partnership that would mm-hmm. not make sense i don't know yeah this doesn't ha- like this has happened to me i feel like well and it's like PR, we select like gifted. yeah like we select our stuff so it's like we know exactly what we're getting yeah and i don't know at this point and we've said this before but if you are being sent something you're not being paid there should be absolutely no strings attached so at that point i would just not even post it at all in any way and either offer to send it back on their dime or um just like not really follow up honestly yeah or anything like that so yeah luckily that hasn't happened other than the dr dennis gross thing that just happened to me so yeah I don't yeah I'm just trying to think nothing like really stands out to me is like I'm sure it's happened before and in the past but I think brands are really understanding so if you receive something and you just don't like it I think honesty is truly the best policy and just let them know and be like hey like I received this and like unfortunately like this didn't really work out for me like happy to send it back like please send me a shipping label and like sometimes they'll be like oh don't worry about it you can keep it or just give it away or whatever Um, But I feel like, yeah, let the brand know. And they might even be curious as to why because it could, you know, potentially help them with, like, their, you know, product development and research. So I I feel like if something doesn't work out for me, I let the brand know. And I'm like, hey, this piece of clothing was two sizes too small. So that's going to be a no from me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, let them know, you know. Um, But, yeah. And, okay, last question is how to grow your podcast. And this is from Samantha. I feel like for me, the number one thing I would say is consistency because we have seen Mm -hmm. so many people start podcasts, which is great, but they stop. Like, they just stop Mm -hmm. following up with it because I think – It's so discouraging, obviously, like when you start a new podcast, of course, you're not going to have a huge audience and it gets discouraging, but truly you need to build from nothing and just keep going as if you have thousands and thousands of people listening because you're not going to see that immediate growth right off the bat. And that is completely normal. I don't think anyone really experiences that unless you have a absolutely massive following um so consistency and providing value I feel like if you're just gonna talk about your day and talk about random things that your audience doesn't have that connection to you yet with um people are gonna stop listening because they just don't really care or understand so just make sure you're providing value or something enticing for people to like continue listening yeah I feel like too not like Like I actually, yeah, having a niche, I feel like is so helpful. But when I say niche, I'm just saying like a solid topic that you are constantly addressing. Like if you're going to constantly talk about lifestyle and everything, that's fine. That's your niche lifestyle. But like making sure, like you said, your audience knows exactly what they're coming to you for. Mm -hmm. And making it very clear because I feel like it is one of those things where once you grow your audience, then you can kind of branch off and do, you know, a couple random topics here and there. But once you're starting out and you're trying to grow and you're trying to attract audience, I think it's super important to stay consistent in the topic that you're talking about because obviously people are coming to listen to you for a reason. And yeah, making sure it provides value and that 
your audience will gain something from it. And I always try to ask myself like, okay, what podcasts do I love? Okay, write them down. And then why do I love those podcasts? What do I love about it? Do I love the person? Do I love what they're talking about? Do I love their guests? And I try to figure out like what keeps me going back. And then I'm like, okay. And then apply that to your own podcast and try to figure out like what those things are and maybe even ask some friends for feedback or just kind of their thoughts on it. I feel like that could be helpful too. But yeah, at the beginning, it's definitely, I feel like podcasting is like slow and steady for sure. And it is hard because there are so many podcasts and like finding a topic to constantly talk about is definitely a challenge. Like we definitely run into that as a challenge, but I feel like, again, we keep going, we keep showing up weekly and we keep trying to just share anything and everything about the industry because that's our niche and why people keep coming back to our podcast, if that makes sense. So I feel like that's our strategy. And then obviously we're starting to kind of tie in guests now that are related to the topic, which I think has been fun because it kind of gives our audience fresh insight and fresh perspective just because you guys listen to us and hear us all the time. So when we bring someone else on, you kind of get their take on things, which is really nice too. So that's been really fun as well. And I feel like that is good potential growth because you could do podcast swaps. So it's like you go on their podcast, they come on your podcast and both audiences can benefit and be introduced to the other person. So I feel like that's kind of our goal for our podcast is continue to just have more guests on and try to grow that way as well. So yeah. Um, okay, cool. That is the end of our question list. Again, thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. We have so much fun with these episodes and it just helps us know what you guys are interested in and what you guys want to hear more about. So we appreciate it. And we try to do these like once a month just to kind of touch base with you guys and see where the questions are at and, you know, to kind of do a little bit more of a personal episode and connect with you guys that way. So do you want to share our listener of the week this week? Yes. Our listener of the week is Dominique. Her Instagram handle is at dom d-o-m-m oh wait hold on okay hold on let me rephrase okay her instagram <laughs> handle is domatelli d-o-m-m-a-n-t-e-l-l-i her name is dominique mantelli so shout out to you dominique thank you for all the questions you submitted we really appreciate it um and we appreciate you listening and supporting the podcast she is also a i think she's an entrepreneur because she creates websites for other female entrepreneurs so what a queen hit her up if you need any website help with squarespace that is in her bio so i just thought i'd shout that out um and yeah Love that. Okay. Thank you guys so much. As always, if you made it to the end of this episode, we have our Facebook group you can join. I need to go in and go through some of those requests. Um, We just chat all things influencing, kind of plan events in there. And that way you guys can kind of connect with like-minded creators and, you know, potentially find people in your area you can meet up with IRL as well. And we post our meetup details there too. And it's just a very safe space. So we love that. And yeah, I feel like that's pretty much it. 
Um, our Italy trip is in the works. We're so excited. We have such a great group of girls going. It's going to be so much freaking fun. I can't wait. We're starting to work on all of our little surprises for them, which I love doing. And what else are we doing? New York Fashion Week is coming up soon as well. I was just thinking about that because Andrew was talking. He's like, oh yeah, you're going to be in Europe soon. And I was like, oh my gosh, New York Fashion Week is in like, what, two weeks? Um, Like crazy. So we're going to, no, literally it's the middle of August and we're going at the beginning of September. So yeah. So meet up soon. (laughs) Yes. We want to do a meetup. So stay tuned for a poll on stories this week so we can figure out which day is the best for you guys. Last year it was so much fun. So we really want to do it again. And yeah, hope you guys have an amazing week. Cheers to fall fashion coming up and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.